Look at us. We finally made it off the island. Go us. <laughs> what is that? This doesn't look like Costa Rica. What the heck is this place? Only one way to find out. No, it can't be. Where are they taking her? And here I thought Nublar was the trippiest place I ever seen. What is that? A saber-toothed tiger. Run! Which means we're obviously going in there. Come on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. I am your host, Brad Jost, and today we're going to be discussing the recent news regarding Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4. Everything that came out from the trailer, everything that was in the EW article, there is so much to discuss Man, was it a day yesterday when that trailer popped up and the article popped up. It was awesome. It was so much fun watching the community react to all the different news, watching the trailer, seeing everything go live. And, uh, man, whew, that was wild. That trailer was wild. Um, you know, we, we started seeing uh, recently some images pop up and things pop up here and there. And, uh, wow, I, I got to say, like, there were some interesting things in those images to begin with leading us all to believe certain things and think about certain islands. And, and and it turns out a lot of that stuff is not necessarily true. Our minds wander and we think about the things that we want to, but turns out they have other plans. Hinting at this is that, that you know, that it's a possibility for so long now, um, it just seemed natural. Uh, the events of Fallen Kingdom just took place within the timeline of this show. So that means the Mosasaurus is out there in the water, uh, right off the coast, I'm assuming, of Nublar. And yes, it seems like it is. It destroys the kid's yacht. Unfortunately, there goes uh, Mitch and Tiff's boat uh, down in the water. And these kids wash ashore on a new island, a brand new island. You know, it said that in the initial teaser. It says something about a new island. And they have confirmed that with this EW article. They legitimately said it is not Sorna. Um, so I want to go back to the boat for a second because the boat's destroyed. You see pieces of it all over the beach here, and it makes me wonder what happens to the thing that was on the boat. You remember in season three, there was something on the boat. So I don't know. I hope it's a plot line that they continue on with. I don't know what they're going to do. I hope they don't forget about it because there's zero T's of what, you know, what happened there. So I doubt that they'll forget forget about it, but uh, that's to be foreseen because there's nothing in the trailer. So continuing on with the trailer, uh, a great trailer, by the way. I really dug it. They come across this digital screen. They notice that this background might not be what it seems, and Brooklyn opens up a pathway 
in a desert just magically there. There's so this it's obviously these digital environments that were also discussed in the article as well. So they find themselves uh, a big tunnel here. They don't know where they're going. And this facility is is wild. This is wild. I mean, you're talking about an island facility with tunnels and digital screens reproducing like different environments around the world. You've got deserts, you've got snow, you've got forests, all kinds of stuff. And I mean, that is unheard of in the Jurassic franchise. Um, I will say that the, the Jurassic franchise is always on the forefront of technology. Even back in, in the first film, you know, they're always pushing, you know, advancements in certain sciences and technology fields and stuff like that. They have the latest and the greatest CD-ROMs, interactive CD-ROMs, cars moving on tracks. That stuff was unheard of back then. And now, uh, you know, with Jurassic World, we got holograms and, and gyrospheres and monorails all over the place. So that's, you know, monorails are old. But, um, but now we're getting robot dogs and digital screens, uh, it's kind of like it's out of Westworld in a way, which is really neat when you come to think about it because that's a Michael Crichton thing. And here we are still in Jurassic in a Michael Crichton universe. So it, it's really cool how it all blends together. They're starting to blend these two properties together, it seems like, with the robots, with the different environments like you saw in Westworld. And it also does remind me of Kong Skull Island. Uh, not, not, not Kong Skull Island. Kong versus Godzilla, uh, the most recent one that, that came out this year. Yeah, that was this year. Um, Kong was in a facility very much like this, so it's pretty crazy that we're getting that here in this show. One thing I would say about the technology advancements, I hope that they acknowledge that in Dominion. I'm not necessarily saying I want robot dogs in that movie, but I, I kind of want robot dogs in that movie, but I want them to at least show a world where the technology is this far advanced. You know, I think if you're if you're showing other companies like Biosyn and stuff like that, I want to see that they're on a, a you know an equal playing field to whatever this company is. If it's Manicore here in this island, um, it's crazy stuff. It's really crazy stuff. And to think about Dominion, Dominion, it's, it should be said, I would guess in 2021, 2022, somewhere in there. And this show, especially season four, is set back in 2016. So. 2016, you had these digital environments and robot dogs. So I wonder what's going to happen in 2022 uh, with Dominion. But let's move on. Kids find themselves in a Redwood-style forest, and there's a T-Rex in there looking incredibly beautiful. Um, you know, I don't, I can't say for sure what this T-Rex is. It looks like maybe it could be one of the T-Rex from The Lost World. Uh, we do know that the Spinosaurus is here, so maybe they transported other dinosaurs here. Um, it's got, you know, a bunch of wounds and stuff all over it. Um, and it's also being herded around by drones. So that's another interesting detail about this facility is they use drones to herd dinosaurs around uh, through these different environments. So uh, anyway, moving on. The kids uh, are running away. They're trying to escape. You see a, an eyeball that is surrounded by feathers or hair or something like that. I don't know what it is. Um, maybe we'll get a hint later on if, if it is the same eyeball. Um, you see Darius diving into water attached to a rope. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, ben has got himself a nice torch. Uh, more drone footage with the T-Rex. It, it's The T-Rex is so beautiful. My God, it looks awesome. Um, you also have the robot dog. You got a robot dog here. 
Um, so interestingly enough, the article from EW points out that the, the Tundra environment has a robot that looks like a dinosaur. Um, so I don't know if within the conversation with Scott Kramer and, and uh, EW, if they had mentioned the dinosaur robot specifically, or if it was just the author of the article mentioned a robot dinosaur, but it looks like a robot dog. I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like a dinosaur. Um, but uh, anyway, it's in this frozen tundra environment here. The kids, uh, at least two of them, Ben and Darius, are in these like snowcat things that are like maneuvering uh, across this massive, massive open place. And if this is a, a digital environment or something like that, I can't imagine how huge these are to have these giant, uh, you know, transportation units, uh, these these snowcat things, just within this environment. That's pretty crazy. Um, but there's a, a dog, robot dog, somehow part of the Jurassic universe. And I'm not opposed to it because, like I said, technological advancements within the Jurassic universe makes sense. Um, and you think about Crichton, it all makes a little sense. We also do see the desert scene. So we, we got a, another glimpse here at the desert. And you can see the cacti and different plants and the, the hills, the, the hills or mountains in the background, the desert floor, the amazing, like, starry sky. And you also have a saber-toothed tiger. What? What? A saber-toothed tiger. We, we are finally getting things outside of dinosaurs and flying, reptile, flying reptiles and, and marine reptiles. All that stuff. We are getting other creatures non-dinosaur creatures, and that is spectacular. We have been wondering this for so long, and we can finally confirm that it's true, it's happening, it's real, unless it's a robot under there. I mean, that's possible, I guess. I think there's a robot in that saber-toothed tiger? I hope not. Uh, but uh, but um, anyway, it's, it's very, very cool looking. Uh, we have this thing staring down the crew, and... Uh, and then, uh, what was that? Kenji just flew down a hole, which I, I mentioned in the uh, live stream that looks like a Sarlacc pit from Star Wars. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what's in there, but uh, Kenji's falling down some some wells. Um, we also see that those snowcat things, I don't know if that's the right term. Uh, that's just what I'm going to call them from now on. They uh, tracked down a Kentrosaurus, which we also do see later on. The... Uh, Robot dinosaur looks like it falls into the uh, under the ice or something like that. Darius is running, jaws are chomping. T Rex versus Kentrosaurus with the drones surrounding them, and this is in so intense, so intense. And then the Spinosaurus. I am just rambling on here. This is this is a mile a minute here, but the Spinosaurus shows up and. Looks so, so good. And they are in that desert environment uh, that seems to be the same place as the saber-toothed tiger. I, I'm just so confused. I have no idea what's happening. This season is just unbelievable right off the bat. I don't know what's happening. Um, but they get chased down by the Spinosaurus. You get the credits rolling here, Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous. And then uh, a final little sequence here. Interesting that it's at the very end of the trailer, but you get what looks to be a garage, and the kids are some of the kids, not all of them. It looks like there's five of them, minus Darius. He is not there. They're trying to go up to this garage and sneak in. I'm not sure if it's a good idea, but they're going to go in there. And and Brooklyn's re leading the uh, the charge here. So you'll notice that this, this garage, 
don't know if you caught on, but it's legitimately the exact same design from season two of a garage on Isla Nublar. So, <laughs> are we going back? We going back to Nublar? Is that a thing? Are we going back to Nublar again? I don't know. I cannot confirm either way right now. I have no idea. I have not seen the show yet. Um, being honest with you, I have not seen it yet. But um, a big difference, key difference is there, there, there does not seem to be a logo. The garage that was in season two, I think it was like episode six or something like that. It's the garage that uh, a few of the kids go in with the mercenary guy, Hap, to get away from the baryonics, and then eventually they have to get the sidecar, and then they, Bumpy's in there too with Ben, and they, they burst out with a massive explosion in slow-mo. So it's that same, it seems to be that same garage. Everything around it looks to be the same. Uh, so I'm assuming it is, except that logo is not there. Uh, up above the garage portion. So this show, this or this season does not seem to have it, but season two did. It could be the same garage. It could be a different garage. Or it could be a, just a reused asset on a new island, which I really, really hope that's not the case. So hopefully, you know, DreamWorks is not just dragging and dropping a, a, you know, an Isla Nublar-style garage into this new island not run by InGen. Hopefully it's not the case that they're just, you know, they wanted to cut some costs, so they ended up using the same asset. I hope not. It doesn't seem to be, especially with Brooklyn leading the charge. If you remember from season two, she was the one who got them in, or she, she had a key card or something like that that was from the birthday guy, uh, the other guy in the lab, and they wanted to get into like a little shed that was inside there, but they couldn't. It wouldn't open up. Instead, it opened up the doors, and then they needed to plan their escape. So we don't really know what comes of that that building. So uh, interesting, interesting development there. But uh, the kids look on, and then I think that's about it with the trailer. Yeah, that's it. So very, very interesting. I, I think it's wild. I think it is so wild. You've got, um, you know, digital landscapes. You've got robot dinosaurs or dogs, um, drones all over the place, saber-toothed tigers, Spinosaurus, so many things here. And it, I feel like it even barely scratches the surface. There's so much to discuss. And I, I hope that they pull it off correctly because this is so wild that it could be an amazing season. It really could be an amazing season. But if they don't pull it off right, if you don't, if they, I think if the viewer does not find it believable enough, it could be fairly bad if you're not bought into the fact that this thing, these things could happen. Um, right now, I'm feeling confident that I'm going to enjoy it because I, I, I can, you know, I can agree with these, these choices of the technology and all that stuff. I think that's pretty cool. I just need to see how they pull it off. If it's a logical answer, if there's a good enough answer there for me, then I would definitely buy in. Um, if it's a little, you know, wishy-washy, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out totally. But right now, I am sold. I am really, you know, going to enjoy, I'm going to at least enjoy my watch through, I hope. Um, but uh, I'm I'm definitely ready and excited for this show. Now, there's a lot more information to dive into. So let's go ahead and take a look at the EW article. So the article uh, first starts to mention the island. Um, so this island, you know, forever we've been kind of assuming once they left Nublar, if they're going to go anywhere, they're going to go to mainland or they're going to go to Sorna 
maybe one of the five deaths. That was pretty much it. We didn't really expect much else. But the first thing that Scott Kramer mentions here, the uh, producer on the show, he says, I don't want to get too spoilery, but it is not Isla Sorna, and it is not one of the five deaths. So I feel like that was in reaction to all the conversation. The conversation has literally pretty much only been centered around Isla Sorna. And especially once the indication that the Spinosaurus was going to be in the show, it was like, all right, definitely Isla Sorna. There's no other way that it's anywhere else. It's 100% Isla Sorna. But that is not the case. It is a, a brand new island. He does go on to mention this is an island previously unseen in the Jurassic canon. The kids basically are going to have to figure out what the heck is going on as opposed to other seasons where the audience was ahead of them. So, yeah, we are somewhere brand new. So within the vicinity of Nublar and the Five Deaths, there's another island <laughs> with dinosaurs and drones and robot dogs. So that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. So I think... I think I mentioned it before, but in order for this season to succeed, there really needs to be a good explanation as far as why. Because like I said, at this point in time, we are um, six months after Jurassic World, and I don't think that's enough time to like establish a brand new island and say, like, hey, somebody just moved in there. I think this is a place that was well-established beforehand with all that technology implemented there, all the dinosaurs being there. This place has been there for a while. So that is wild to think about that there's another island so close by that also has dinosaurs, but it's been off our radar. I wonder how off the radar it's been for the the world that they've built with Jurassic World. I mean, you know, is everybody aware that there's an island right there with dinosaurs? What do they think about it? Do they know? I, I don't know. I don't know, but it's interesting, and I think that's one choice that needs to be settled correctly in order for this, this show to succeed. That's only one of the choices. Next up here, uh, they talk about the robots. So they mentioned the drones. They mentioned that the, the drones are uh, hurting a dinosaur. Um, so, again, this is just words from the author. So I'm assuming that's what is legitimately going on here. It's what it looks like was happening with the T-Rex. Drones pushing the T-Rex maybe towards something. Uh, and actually, yeah, bring, bringing it back to that, I didn't mention it before because the trailer was just so fast-paced. Those those scenes that I mentioned are all chopped together, like one after another. Uh, the scene with the T-Rex and the Kentrosaurus, there's drones surrounding them. I, I can't help but wonder if it's a dinosaur battle arena. <laughs> Sounds weird. Sounds weird, right? But what if, like... You know, think about your your standard um, video game where you're battling somebody. You know, you're opposing another opponent, and you pick the arena. Like, you pick where you want to fight. So imagine if that's the case here with this facility. This island facility is literally a dinosaur battle ground. I, I don't know. I think it's possible. It sounds a little outlandish, but ima I imagine if those drones are doing more than hurting, they're probably filming. That could be pretty interesting to see if there's like a black market or, you know, underground website or something that is, uh, you know, running betting on dinosaur battles to see who wins. And if you look at that T-Rex, that thing is 
battle torn. Like it's got battle damage all over it. I can't wait to see that Rex from Mattel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It could be a battle like area, battle arena where these drones are filming the outcome of the events and all the different environments are like, hey, today we're going to have a battle in the desert. Today we're going to have a battle in the icy tundra, you know? So it's possible. It's possible. But they mentioned that they're, they're hurting a dinosaur. Um, and Scott mentions, I think what it comes down to is who and why. Those are some of the questions that we're going to start digging into. I find it interesting that he's being cagey about it. I mean, I guess there's a chance it's not Manicore. But all the evidence we have is it's got to be Manicor, right? I mean, that is one of the only outcomes that makes sense. I mean, previously we saw uh, Manicor operating drones to get the, uh, you know, the information from Sammy. We did see another drone in season three, assumingly it's from Manicor, but we don't know. And then now we're seeing drones here, so who knows? But it's interesting that there's no reference to Manicor in this article, so... I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there. Also here, uh, the author of the article mentions um, different different uh, uh, environments. It says, you know, hol uh, using holograms from icy tundras to deserts. The tundra one in particular comes with a robot that happens to look like a dinosaur. So I'm assuming the author's referring to the trailer shot that we're seeing where, you know, it's definitely a robot dog. Not really looking like a dinosaur, but you never know. Maybe maybe there is a robot dinosaur somewhere, and maybe they refer to this as a robot dinosaur or something like that. But in my mind, that's a robot dog. That's definitely a robot dog. Um, <laughs> but moving on here, we got another headline here for the saber-toothed tiger. So they, they referenced that, you know, it's got a little bit of a history. It was a, a plushie in the gift shop. Uh, there's a skull in, in Fallen Kingdom. Um, I don't even remember that but I guess it's there probably. Um, and Scott uh, Kramer here says, this is one that I might have to take credit for. We've expanded this world where it's not just InGen, it's not just Biosyn. People are making prehistoric creatures, so it's like, why would they necessarily stop at just dinosaurs? Um, that's an interesting quote right there. I think he's taking credit for this, this push into prehistoric creatures, but I feel like that is like definitely something that needs approval from the top, like Colin and, and Frank Marshall. I feel like in order for them to include them in this season, they, they definitely need a reason to include them. And probably because we're going to see some in Dominion or something like that. So we're starting to weave them in, I think, in this storyline. But it's interesting that he says we're in a world where it's not just InGen, it's not just Biosyn, kind of saying that, hey, this island is not run by either of those two entities. And, of course, we do know about Manicore, so I don't know why he didn't mention Manicore, because he mentioned Biosyn specifically, which we have no reference to Biosyn. The only reference to Biosyn we have in the film universe is an article, or like a, a, you know, a press release for the casting of Dodgson. There is no other reference. I mean, Dodgson, you know, in Jurassic Park, works for somebody, and we know it's Biosyn. Look, we understand that it's Biosyn, but it's never mentioned. It's never mentioned at all anywhere. So it's interesting that, you know, he mentions it here instead of saying Manicore. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there with Manicore. But um, 
Kramer does also confirm that there are potentially other non-dinosaur prehistoric creatures lurking in this season. So um, earlier in the trailer, there's a shot of an eyeball that looks like it's surrounded by like feathering or hair. We do see the uh, saber-toothed tiger that does have the same eye color, but the eye looks a bit different to me, but it could just be the same eyeball. But who knows, maybe there's other creatures, maybe there's feathered dinosaurs. There could be a lot of different things in this season. So in a comment here that's a little souring for me <laughs> in a way, um, the, the author here brings up the fact that could this be teeing up things that we're going to see in Jurassic World Dominion? And Scott basically says, we have our own corner of the franchise. It's completely rooted in the canon, but things that happen in our series inform the things that happen in Fallen Kingdom as well as the upcoming Dominion. So... He's kind of beating around the bush here, but he's saying that, like, it sounds like he's saying the films aren't really gonna recognize us, but we'll recognize them and we'll make them make sense a, a little bit. You know, we'll inform, you know, why things happen the way they did in, in Fallen Kingdom or Dominion, why we're seeing certain things in Dominion, but not, not the other way around. That's kind of what I'm reading into here. Uh, it's their own corner of the franchise. I'm kind of flashing back. I'm flashing backwards to, you know, Jurassic World live tour, debuting, having a bunch of shows, telling us that, uh, you know, it is canonical, it's it's part of the franchise, and then having Colin say it's soft canon. And then specifically, Jurassic World Aftermath, just the other day, um, it was stated that it's not necessarily canon with the films, but it's, you know, it tries to, it does its best to stay in canon with them, but not like exactly what Scott's saying here, not the other way around. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's a little interesting of a comment here, but uh, I really, really hope we end up seeing things in Dominion, like I said, that make sense, that, that make it so, you know, maybe we do see these uh, non-dinosaurs and maybe we do see technology in Dominion, but I don't know. I'm not getting my hopes up. I hope that this season isn't just some weird anomaly that feels like way too advanced from, you know, the rest of the series. So the article comes to conclusion here with the Spinosaurus. And, uh, you know, it talks a little bit about, you know, where we saw it in Jurassic Park 3. And Scott Kramer mentions there's a good chance that it might be the exact Spinosaurus. So there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Pretty good chance. And he also mentions, uh, he just I think he just continues talking aloud and just basically says, well then, why the heck is it in a desert? Because that's not a normal habitat for a Spinosaurus. Um, so interesting. I mean, it's definitely not the habitat for a Spinosaurus in this series. We're used to seeing it in uh, on Sorna, you know, in that, that kind of environment. So why would the Spinosaurus, if there's a good chance that this is the same Spinosaurus, why would it be in a desert? I don't know, but if you're choosing battle arenas, might be a good reason. I don't know. I don't want to go too far down that path. I feel like if I lead you guys down that path, we'll all get disappointed, but I don't know. To me, it feels like it's pointing that way, but um, it's interesting. It's very interesting. So it sounds like a good confirmation to me that this is the same Spinosaurus. Um, I love the coloring. I think it really does look like the Spinosaurus from the film, and I think the... Spinosaurus that we see from the toy version, which, you know, came out a, a while back. Uh, it looks exactly like this version. And I think that toy version honestly looks more like the film version than the legacy 
Mattel Spinosaurus that we got a few years ago. So I, I think things are starting to come together here. And, uh, you know, I really hope we get some good answers. So another need for this show to succeed is to answer things about how these dinosaurs got here. How did the Spinosaurus get on this random island? Why is it here? If this island is not owned by InGen, what's going on? Is there a chance that this island was owned by InGen and it's been taken over? Is that a possibility? Maybe. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, if maybe this was just a project from another company completely and they stole the dinosaurs from Sorna, that's possible as well. Um, I know, I know Jack does not want me to reference the article again, but there's the article that all dinosaurs, according to a, uh, a hack, uh, from the DPG, on the DPG website, they mentioned that there was a hack that revealed information about, um, about, uh, uh, the, the animals from Sorna, the testing and all that stuff. And then the fact that whatever animal was still left was moved to Nublar. So... Maybe this one just wasn't there to move to Nublar. If maybe they had plans to, but it was gone. Uh, that's possible. So I like to look at all avenues of why and how did a Spinosaurus move from one place to another. See what other people think in terms of uh, the, the, the the franchise. Like where was the mind of the DPG at? Where did they think things came from? Where did uh, InGen think things came from? Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know. But... Um, Scott does mention that they've broadened out more. The Spinosaurus is definitely prominent in Season 4, but I wouldn't say it's our main antagonist. It's not our Toro or Scorpius Rex. So, interesting. Interesting. So, I don't know. I don't know. But um, that's about it for the article. Some good information, some interesting information. Uh, but I was excited. I was very, very excited to dig into all those details there. And I do want to bring up, I think there's only really one other thing that I want to discuss real quick. And this comes from a uh, press release. So as we know, uh, Camp Cretaceous is coming December 3rd. Uh, I got a press release here in an email that says, Sinister forces threaten the campers in, an, in the all-new Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 4 trailer. Um, and we got an announcement here about new cast members, Kirby Howell Baptiste, who you may know from Cruella and The Good Place, uh, fantastic uh, actress there. So I'm very, very excited to have her on board. That's that's awesome. Um, and we also have Haley Joel Osment. So that's another big one too. So I've, I, they've really, really boosted the cast this year. I mean, they've they've been known to do that every now and then. We'll get a nice boost there. Uh, actually, this is the second cast member from The Good Place. So that's interesting. But Haley Joel Osment, you know him from uh, The Sixth Sense, Sense. I can't say that word. The Sixth Sense when he was a child. And now he's grown up. And now he, uh, you know, he's part of the Jurassic universe. So that is really, really cool. And they also mentioned that there's 11 all new episodes. 11. That's the most amount of episodes that we've gotten yet. So that's really, really cool. Uh, first two seasons were, I think, eight episodes. Season three was 10 episodes. It felt weird. It felt like those two last episodes were potentially tacked on or changed at some point because, like, it just feels so different than the rest of it. And then now we have three extra episodes from, you know, the first two seasons. So that's cool. We got 11 all-new episodes coming on December 3rd. So not too much else there to mention here. Um, I will mention 
I'm not going to mention what, but there's an image that was included in this press email, um, and I did not include it in our in our initial, uh, you know, our articles and and videos and stuff like that because I looked at the image and I was like, well, that's weird. Why was this included? Why was this thing included? And so I just kind of skipped over it, and then I just went about it. You know, the rest of it, I included the EW pictures. I included the uh, the poster, but I just did not include this one image, which has something in it that I, I'm not going to discuss just yet. But then, later on, I went to go check the press kit, and the image was gone. The image was removed. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this image that you certainly may have seen floating on the internet, I know some people did end up releasing it because it was included in the press kit. It was part of the press kit. Um, I just thought it was a mistake and that they didn't mean to include it, not for spoiler reasons, but just because it's an old thing that they didn't necessarily mean to include. Um, so I just I just skipped over it. But now the fact that it was deleted... And I referenced the image itself. I tried to go back and find this in a previous season, and I couldn't. I couldn't. So to me, it feels like this is a brand new image that may tie into this season, potentially, potentially. I don't know for sure. Maybe I missed the, the shot in, in a previous season, but uh, it's possible that something interesting could be in this season here. So uh, it, had, it could, if this is... If this is legit and it is in the season, it could have some big implications for the past, for uh, the, the current timeline and stuff. So I'm really interested to see how this plays out moving forward. So that is it. Uh, I am very, very excited. December 3rd is right around the corner. I mean, it's not too far away. And who knows? Maybe in the meantime, we'll have a Dominion trailer. I don't know. Maybe by Thanksgiving. But... Uh, very, very cool that we have new Jurassic content coming up very, very soon here. So be sure to tune in to Netflix on December 3rd to watch 11 all-new episodes featuring Spinosaurus. We've got T-Rex. We've got uh, all the other cast members, plus two new cast members, robot dogs, drones, digital environments, uh, Kendrosaurus, saber-toothed tigers, and maybe other non-dinosaurs, and, and just... Maybe a return to Nublar. Who knows? There are, uh, you know, numerous amounts of things here that we could see. And like I said, hopefully they make the right choices because uh, this could be a really, really great season. So thank you so, so much for listening to this one. If you want to, please go follow along with all of our content. We have a few articles already up about this show. Uh, so go check those out on JurassicParkPodcast.com. Also, check out the live stream where I went uh, maybe even more in depth. Yeah, I definitely went more in depth. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, and also talked a lot with the community members and got some other thoughts and feelings. So go check out that live stream. That'll uh, be on our YouTube channel as well. So thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more Camp Cretaceous content. Hopefully we can bring you a non-spoiler review and a spoiler review just in time for the show to come out. Uh, keeping our fingers crossed there. So thank you so much to Netflix, to DreamWorks, and everybody out there. Thank you to all of you for listening. And as always, enjoy.
out what you're doing and leave now.